Welcome to this week's edition of the Mindshift Movement with me, Julia Stadler-Tienison, and thank you for joining me this week. I've been thinking about the topic that I wanted to discuss, and what kept on coming up was, are our environments actually making us ill? Are they making us sick? And I've really been listening to people recently, and I've been kind of watching how do people respond in certain environments compared to others? Are we affecting each other negatively? Can our work environment, our home environment, or um, an external environment play a role in the way that we feel and handle stress and, you know, make decisions? And the answer is absolutely yes. And although this can be definitely debated, I do believe that we are a lot like fish and plants in this instance. If you're going to put a plant in a very dark environment and yet you love it and you give it water and you're kind to it, it will not thrive as well as if you put it close to a window where it can have light. Same with fish. I I love my fish. I've got two tanks, one goldfish tank and one little Siamese fighter. And it's, it's broadly known amongst the communities of people who collect fish that the water is a huge can be a huge problematic area if you don't know how to balance the ecosystem. And I have that problem right now. My Siamese fighter has got fungus, which means that something has made him sick, which has penetrated the water. We all know that even with our pools, when the pH level is wrong, when we are not um, controlling the environment, those bodies of waters and the organisms within them cannot thrive. And We are no different. If our environment has been toxic or has elements that make us sick, we cannot be at our best potential. So I was really looking at this and I had this client the other day who we were doing some performance coaching with. And um, he was telling me that he's really been feeling very off this week and he doesn't know why. It's almost as if his self-esteem has become really low and he feels not sure of himself all of a sudden. And then I said to him, well, let's unpack this a little bit. What did you do last weekend or this week? And then he told me that he had actually visited um, his hometown and he needed to go see his old school and you know, give a chat, a talk there to the pupils because he's also a a spokesperson. And it became very evident that there were certain triggers that triggered him into feeling low self-esteem and not sure of himself anymore because when we have certain triggers from the past, which he definitely had in that school, he wasn't very popular. He had a very abusive father during that time who never really motivated him, you know, felt proud of him or motivated him. And all those feelings that he felt when he was 15 years old of not being good enough, not, you know, being liked, not having a support system came flooding back when he put himself into that environment again, because the body and the emotions and the energies always recognizes. I know that when we talk about addiction, I know that at first when we're trying to kick an addiction of alcohol or drugs or anything of that matter, even relationships, it is definitely something to look at, to not go back to the environments that trigger that addiction, 
if you're trying to stop drinking or you're trying to stop smoking or you're trying to stop taking drugs, stop doing the things that remind you of the addiction you're trying to kick. I was told when I was trying to stop certain addictions not to go to the environments where I had really lived out that addiction to the fullest as that would environment would trigger me. The same as when we're trying to stop smoking, if you always had your first cigarette with a cup of coffee or maybe your last cigarette with a block of chocolate, all those two triggers are going to trigger you and make it so hard for you to stop smoking. So we need to change the patterns a little bit. And those are small examples, yet very powerful examples. Let's talk about external places before we get to internal places or like, you know, much more personal spaces like relationships or work environments. External spaces are very interesting because we all carry certain energy. I'm sure that you've all noticed that sometimes when we meet somebody, we'll turn and turn to our friend and say, oh, I don't like his energy. Or maybe we meet somebody or we hear a talk or we have an experience and we're like, wow, I can really resonate with this this person. And we make these assumptions within a few seconds of meeting those people. Energy does not lie. And it may be that we're looking in the mirror and we're seeing ourselves and we don't even realize and then there's a part of us that we don't like. Or it may just be that we're getting a bad vibe energy does not lie. And so external places, and this is not specified at anybody specific, we all at one point are draining somebody, we all at one point give good feedback and energy or negative feedback in another way. You know, we cannot all resonate or we cannot all like each other 100%. We will always have people that trigger us, we will always have situations that trigger us. And that's meant for our healing and our growth and and our life experiences. But when we talk about external environments, I'm talking about shopping malls, I'm talking about casinos, bars and pubs and clubs, I'm talking about strip clubs, restaurants. Let's unpack this a little bit because, you know, I really do believe that there are some energies that jump between us. Some people call them little entities, some call them little monkeys energies that jump around and just drain our energy because they live off it. Nothing sinister or bad about this. It's just that in certain places, I'm just going to use an example, a strip club, one would find negative energies more because there are possibly more negative energies floating around due to drugs or alcohol or, you know, sex that is not of a, a certain form. So, And this is by no means a judgment. I mean, it doesn't have to be like that. I know that sometimes when I go to a shopping center, if I am, you know, tired enough or stressed enough, I could very well have something cling onto me or pick up a negative energy or pick up somebody else's negative mood. And all of a sudden I'm in a foul mood. All of a sudden I've got this terrible headache because uh, my defenses are low or I'm very tired. And so I've picked up a negative energy from somebody else and then brought it home. It's very easy to get rid of these. You just need sleep and maybe some water, like a shower. And um, one can easily, you know, find or really feel when you've picked up something dirty or negative and it usually comes across with a headache, feeling very low, like depression, very tired, um, out of out of sorts, 
Okay, and then usually one needs a good shower, a walk in nature, standing on the grass with your bare feet. Casinos is another one of those things. I mean, the feeling of a casino can be very exhilarating and exciting. And I love a good casino evening when I've got money to play. But a casino can also have the energy of desperation of people that are very highly addicted. And I think there's a trend that is actually forming here when we talk about energies or environments where there's negative energies, it usually has to do with um, with addiction and with the need to, to fulfill something. In bars, you know, at a certain time, I always noticed when you really look how the energy within people change between 1 and 3 a.m., even, even more between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., the reason I know this is because I worked in a place that was 24 hours, Cat's Pajamas in Melville, which was the best place to work at. But you would see all kinds of changing energies come in there with the different times of the evenings. If you have ever really been sober enough to view what happens at two or three in the morning, it's like people change, they lose themselves. And when our defenses are down like that, that is when negative energies latch onto us, not to do anything else, but just suck our energy from us because that is how they survive. So when we overdo things like drinking or drugs or over gambling or going to a strip club three to four times a week, which I've also seen in people, that is when we are most likely to, to pick up these negative energies. That is when we are most likely to be affected by those environments. If you're just going to a bar and you're just having a few drinks and you leave or you go to a casino every now and then, you will, it's very unlikely that, you will be, that something will attach to you because if you keep your energy up and you don't drop it down to the level of that addiction or that desperation, Okay, usually where they're not on that level for that energy to attach itself. So it's very important to also know where you're at. If you're in a position or in a state where you're not really feeling very well, nature is probably the place to go to first before going to the casino or bar or <laughs> strip club or whatever your place of choice is. Because the lower in energy we are, the more stressed we are, the more open we are to those kind of attacks. But let's talk a little bit more about our environments that are really, really close to us. And those environments are our home and our work environment. And if anything, I have really, really seen how people are getting sick through their work environments and their relationship environments. Let's take relationships for an example at first. Imagine that um, we have a couple where an infidelity has taken place. If that infidelity was really, really traumatic, it could mean that that home environment could be very toxic because every time those partners are together in the home, it would trigger or remind the other partner of the infidelity. Much is said for divorces as well. Whenever a marriage breaks up, most of the time the couple will move on. Both of them will move on to their own houses. Or if one of the couple spouses stays on in the major house, it's very advisable to change the energy, to change the environment, to move things around, to get a new bed. And that's very important. You know, our energy goes into everything. 
Uh, I'm sure many of you have lost parents or people know that when we are you know, when we are surrounded by people that have passed on clothes or furniture or we're in their space, just their bedroom or we're in their living room or just their house, we can feel that person. It's like somebody is still there. So we inhabit, our energy inhabits the things that we own, uh, our clothes, our couches. I remember I went to consult this couple the one year, long time ago, 2011, and his wife was terribly, terribly ill. She had such bad lung cancer and emphysema. She was on, I mean, on oxygen the whole time. She could barely move. She was just on the couch. I think for three years, she would move from the bed to the couch, stay on the couch and watch TV all day, and um, then move to the bedroom again. And I would go and, go and speak to her and consult her and, and work with her and coach her um, and coach her mindset and help her to work through the emotions because she was very bitter and, and she was very angry. And she then passed, unfortunately, of course, and the husband called me back to the house to help him just clear the energy a little bit because he was devastated. When one looks after somebody so dependent, you know, their energy engulfs us and takes us over and we make those people our whole lives. And I remember walking into that room and that house and it was as if she hadn't passed on because that couch was so strongly heard, was as if she was still sitting there. And that is the first thing that I said to him. You will need to, at some point, think about letting this couch go and change your bed because he couldn't move on because her energy was so strongly still in the house and it was making him very depressed. It was making him sick. He wasn't able to enjoy his life. He wasn't able to smile. He wasn't able, and I'm talking about a year later or even I think it was longer, a year and a half later, he was asking me why can't he just feel joy and just move on because he'd made his peace. And purely it was because his environment was so triggered by her illness still, that his energy couldn't help but just feel on that trauma over and over again. And it's well known, it's a well known fact that our brains cannot distinguish or cannot tell the difference between what is real, what is remembered, and what is imagined. So if you're sitting there in your house, and you're recalling an awful incident, your brain thinks that that is happening at this point. And so re-traumatizing ourselves is something that we do without even knowing it. We also can bring ourselves huge anxiety when we imagine the worst case scenario of something that hadn't even happened yet because our brains think that that is happening. And so our environments either remind us of something from the past, always remind us of something from the past, or remind us of something that has happened, or remind us of something that we're trying to grow away from. In that example with that man with his wife, he did move and he did find happiness and he did move on, but he needed to leave his environment behind. And that goes, that's the same for people that get divorced. A lot of the times they need to start new lives and new houses because the energy of the house has just got too much of the couple in it that they won't meet somebody new or they won't be able to move on, the person that's left behind, or it's just like standing in a museum of memories that you can't 
walk away from. Imagine you are an alcoholic and you're surrounded by alcohol that you can't get away from constantly. I mean, obviously in bars you are as well, but constantly having to be faced with that. In work environments, it's very much similar. I think that because there's so many different energies and people that work together in one space, we have to basically deal with the full spectrum. We always have the outgoing, know-it-all, the narcissist, the skinner back. We always have the one that is the withdrawn one, the, the IT guy, the nerd, you know, the one that tells everybody and gossips about everybody. You have your different personalities and it doesn't matter whether you work for company A, company B or company C, all those personalities will always be there. I think there's 13 or something like that, but I stand corrected. And so if you've got the Skinner back in, in <laughs> environment A, you will have it in environment C. And sometimes, so it is sometimes true that you can change work environments, but you will always have mirrors of each personality type there. And if you've got an issue with the know-it-all, in, in company A, you may have an issue with the know-it-all in company C as well. And that's where I often coach people in telling them it's important to, to understand what the trigger is with that particular personality type. How can you outgrow or become stronger or become better at managing your how you respond in those or with towards those type of personalities because when we truly grow and heal something we won't be triggered so if personality a of miss know-it-all triggers me I need to figure out why is it because I'm the same is it because she reminds me of somebody is it because she reminds me of a certain time period and then learn to heal that before just changing jobs because you may change jobs and then she is there again in a man form and it's just called Jan and not Betty. But we're talking about environments as such. And so sometimes it's not the people that trigger us. We love the people, we love our work, but the environment is making us sick. Maybe we're better on our own at home. Maybe we work better in nature. Maybe the environment is too bright. Maybe the environment is too loud. I remember one of my clients telling me that they were working in an open plan office, which was very much like a call center, and she was doing customer service. And she just couldn't perform the way that other people could because there was a lot of screaming and music and, and joking and people talking and playing table tennis behind her, and she just couldn't focus. And so that environment was making her sick because she was feeling stressed. She was not performing to her top capabilities. And so sometimes we need to look at, is the environment not conducive to our energy? I know that I could probably go and work in a busy coffee shop right now if I put my earphones on and I don't have somebody talking to me and I can just enjoy the hustle and bustle but still be focused but sometimes I need complete silence and concentration in my own space. I'm definitely that type of person that is not a team person. I don't need to be with a team in a meeting room. You can send me an email. <laughs> but some people thrive on the sales environment of a team, of a meeting, of bouncing off each other and ideas and team buildings and, you know, really that camaraderie of a social environment. It really depends on who you are. And I think the more we get to know ourselves, the more we understand what makes us sick and what doesn't. Maybe you're somebody who likes to live and work in your car and you just want to drive and be left alone and have your thoughts to yourself and just have all your meetings online. It really depends. But if your environment 
or let's rather bring it to this point. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're constantly stressed, if you are portraying addictive tendencies of overeating, drinking, smoking, wanting sex all the time, or just wanting to escape your life, oh, I wish I could go on holiday, I wish I could win a million rand so I could escape and run away to a forest. If you are not happy in your life, if you find yourself waking up in the mornings and you're already down and depressed and down in the dumps, maybe it's time to have a look at your environments. I know there was a lot of research also put into the bedroom and how many people have actually stopped using their laptops and their phones in the bedroom because then that environment gets changed into a stress environment of work and it's not an environment of sleep and relaxation anymore. That's why it's important to have a dedicated office for work, a dedicated sleep and relaxation room in your bedroom and maybe a meditation room or a gym room, you know, to have certain spaces. I heard this podcast the one day and this guy, uh, he was talking about having a worry corner. And he was suggesting that we just do not sit in bed, lie down and worry about our finances there because the energy will transmute to the bedroom. And what he suggested was to have a worry corner somewhere in the house. So if you want to worry or be anxious about the future, that you go to that worry corner and that's where you do all your worrying and all your worst case scenario <laughs> imaginations where you can really live out your demons and then when you shut the door on that worry corner and you walk away, you force yourself into a mindset that allows you to grow again, to have you know, creative experiences and to be the best person that you can be for your family and your, and your work environment. So be careful what you bring into the bedroom especially. Be careful what you bring into the family home. Be more aware of your feelings and your energy and your emotions when you're doing things. A very good thing that I did was I would wake up in the morning and grab my book and write immediately the things I'm most grateful for. And that would become a very, very important morning routine for me to get me into the space of mind of this is going to be a great day. The worry corner is something that I think everybody needs to look at. And sometimes I also do that. I will take my energy onto a walk and I will have a conversation with myself in nature and just talk it through with myself, my worries, my anxiety. Nature is a very powerful antidote as well as healer when it comes to our energies that are highly sensitive, overstimulated by technology as well as energies from other people. Nature is a great cleanser and that's why my ultimate advice to everybody most of the time is don't forget to stand barefoot on the grass don't forget to go and just breathe outside a little bit. Do you know why it's so difficult for smokers to stop smoking? It's because they're actually breathing deeply. It causes some relaxation. But we can also go and imaginary smoke outside. <laughs> go outside and take a few deep breaths like a smoker would. And you will start feeling much, much better. So, as I was saying, if you are feeling that your energy is ungrounded, not balanced, you feel scattered, you feel stressed, you feel depressed. Have a look at the environment. Are you maybe that fish in the water tank where the water is not a healthy ecosystem? Are you being made sick by your environment due to 
stress, um, performance anxiety, people? Are you in the wrong environment for who you are? Do you need to bring in changes? And if you cannot change work at the moment or you're stuck in a very difficult relationship, get some outside time. Get some nature time and start listening to your inner being, your inner heart and what you need to do. Because most of the time when we're open to change, change comes. It's not always amazing. It's sometimes incredibly painful and not beautiful at all. But be open. Be open to changing your life if it doesn't feel right because we're here to live and to have experiences and we cannot have experiences if we're always stuck or set in the same environment so be brave be brave to acknowledge and be aware of how you're feeling what your body is telling you and what your energy is telling you because as much as you are in an maybe in an environment that is toxic that is also the reason why some people are toxic. So you could be toxic to other people right now, even me. I know that I'm toxic when I find myself in toxic environments. That's when people don't want to be around me because I don't feel good. I don't resonate with the positive. So it's important to have self-awareness of what you allow your environment to do to you, what you allow to penetrate your space, and what feelings would you like to feel moving forward? Because we're not here to live just depression, sadness, and anxiety. We're here to also have joy and happiness and fun and community. So create that for yourself, or at least be aware enough what could be the cause of you not feeling healthy. Because in the end, even unhealthy energy transmutes or forms into unhealthy diseases in the body. Energy that is ignored will always grow physically in the body. And that's why disease is so, so prominent at the moment. We cannot just take a pill to try and wash away what has been growing in energy for years, maybe. If you find yourself physically getting ill or are ill, have a look at the environment, have a look at the triggers, have a look at the past you haven't worked through yet. Have a look at the addictions you don't want to give up on. And start step by step. You don't need to fix it all at once. Awareness is the key here. Just knowing I need to maybe make a change could be good enough for today. Have a wonderful day. If you want to know more about me and my services, you can find out all my information on juliatienison.co.za. I'll be releasing a podcast two to three times a month. And it can be found on Anchor as well as on my website. You must have a beautiful, beautiful day.